Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, your mom, joined as always by your dad. Oh, hello. We're doing part two of Q&A, but first our cocktail of the week. I just made this thing up in the kitchen. I'm going to call it a gin ginger peach. Gin ginger peach. Because it's got gin, and there's a little bit of ginger ale in there, and also a peach shrub. How about a peach sugar bomb? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's... All that sweet. Jared, Dad thinks it's too sweet. I just think it's not very good. This is what happens when you just make stuff up in the kitchen. Sometimes it turns out delish. Sometimes it turns out like this. But Jared, Dad is not one to throw out an alcoholic drink. If I made this for myself, I would dump it down the sink and make something else. Oh, I'd be sad. Yep. So I was like, well, it's not the worst thing I've made. And he's like, that doesn't sound good. I'm like, it doesn't matter. You're going to drink it anyway, which he's doing. Uh, I took the re- remains of the ginger ale and made myself a dark and stormy. As so. with many drinks, it gets better. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not even going to bother with the recipe. I'll, I'll make something better and post that later. Okay. Um, cool. All right. Let us jump right back into the questions that we didn't get to last week. Are you ready for question number one? Hi, I'm Chelsea from Australia, and I would like to know, why are some golden retrievers floofier than others? That's a good question. We have some of the floofiest. We have, I think, epic floofiness in Vankin Hopper, yes. Yeah, uh, it's basically just genetics. They, uh, they come in different shades, and that's sort of genetics. So, like in the UK, they have... Um, like what we call in the U.S. English cream golden retrievers that are like white. They're full on white. Uh, And then in the U.S., we tend to have them. I mean, there are English cream ones here, but they're a little more rare. And so they tend to go from Vink on the light side to Jasmine is getting to the darker side. And there are some that are even like a richer kind of reddish brown than her. Yeah, they're almost like Irish setter color. They totally are Irish setter color. Um, And that's genetic. And then the floofiness is like that too. So Hops and Vink have like epic feathers. That's what they call the fur that comes out of like the back of their legs. And the chest floof is giant. The Um, ear floof. The ear floof, especially on Hops, is epic. Um, But like Kesu and Jasmine especially have much shorter fur than the other girls. Schmeagle's just her own thing. Schmeag is very weird. She she is, she may not be completely golden retriever. She just may not be completely dog. On one end. Heart bear. Yeah, Venk may be actually corgi. (laughs) Yeah, she's floofier than a corgi. But yeah, it's basically just genetic. So if you want a super floofy golden, take a look at their parents, and they'll probably end up being like that too. Yeah, but it's not grooming. No, it's not grooming. It's just how they are you can't really modify a golden by grooming or you shouldn't you should not cut their fur any shorter than it is and there's not much you can do to make it grow longer yes it it is what it is one does not braid one does not braid a golden no no all right next question hi i'm maria and i was just wondering if you were to ever get a dog that wasn't a golden what type of dog would you get oh also whose bork do we hear in the beginning of the podcast Okay, so the bork at the beginning of the podcast is Jasmine, and uh, let me tell you how careful that choice was. I was like, Jer Dad, we should do a podcast. And he's like, cool. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to take care of this. Because so, <laughs> that's how things work in our relationship. No, I'm not going to do it. And uh, so I found, I, I bought the music that is the opening, which did not have the bork in it. It's very dynamic. Though. Yeah, yeah. 
And I was like, what do you think about this for music? He's like, great. And I was like, cool, I'm going to put a bark in it. And I was traveling somewhere at the time, so I wasn't around the girls. But Giardad had sent me some videos, I think, for the snaps. And in one of them, Jasmine barked. And I was like, cool, this is the bark I have at hand. That shall be the bark in the in the opening. So that's it. It would have been a queso bork, I think, if I had been home. But I had a jasmine bork when I was making it, and so a jasmine bork it is. Yeah, these days we'd probably use a queso bork. But it sounds a lot like a queso bork. It does. It does sound a lot like it. Uh, so the first question, if we could get a dog that was not a golden retriever, what would we get? Um, all comers are welcome. If I had to pick, I mean, I've had a Labrador retriever before, um, and they're super nice. They're really close to Goldens. I also would love to have a Nova Scotia duck tolling retriever, which looks a lot like a Golden, but they're smaller. They're more like 40 pounds, where Goldens are like 65. Um, they're kind of on the reddish side, and they've got like little white markings on their head and stuff. They're just super cute and wonderful. Uh, so I think they're pretty cool. I also would love like a big dog, like a Bernie's Mountain Dog or a Great Dane. Like I love the St. Bernard, just like a big, giant, giant dog. I think they're awesome. I would love <laughs> to have one of those too. I think I'd, I'm not very breedist, so I, I would probably go to the shelter or go to some foster oh, adoption website. No, not superior, because then I, I don't know what I, you know, it's much more of a risk that you get like a, a dog, you know, who's yappy or nippy or something, but probably just, you know, let the relationship develop, mm -hmm. and, the, and then I'd pick all the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do have rescue dogs in this house here that we have saved. Yes, yes, I'm not, I, I, I don't mean to be all holier than thou. No, I'm just no. saying I would, yeah. I would love all dogs, is the problem. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, also, and back to Chelsea from Australia. Sorry. Um, I think it's so weird and awesome to think that there are people in other countries listening to us or watching us on Twitter and on uh, Snapchat and Instagram. It's such an odd concept that it's worldwide. The Aussie makes you think this, but last week we had questions from, it, from Rebecca in the UK, in London, I think. And Regina in Germany. Yeah, well, she just gave us a word of the week, though I think we do have a question from Regina this week. Yeah. but The, the, the Aussies, Aussies, though, are very The most furthest away. That's true. You are very far away from us. Yes, but we appreciate it. It's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, kudos to Wisconsin, too. But yes, you're not as exotic to us as the Aussies. To, not to me, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay, uh, next question. Hi there, I'm Regina from Germany. I'm 20 years old and I currently study in Amsterdam. And my question is, when do you think will be the best time to get your first dog? Because, you know, I'm a student, I live in a tiny apartment, I don't know what I'm going to do after graduation, so I just feel like it's not the best time right now. So I'm thankful for advice about that. Danke, Regina. Regina is back. Yes, from Amsterdam. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a good question. I mean, I think when you feel like you're ready is kind of a good answer. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't want to be too dramatic, but it's like saying when are you ready for your first boyfriend or girlfriend or significant other, right? I mean, it's you can adjust so many things about your life around something that's important to you. And so, you know, you would just be maybe traveling a little less or you'd have to be home at lunchtime or you'd have to be you know, schedule your classes a little differently. So if you have a priority like that, uh, you could make it work. 
That's a very thoughtful answer. Yeah. I think that's a good answer. Yeah, I mean, I was, I, you know, I had dogs with my parents growing up, and I went to undergrad and obviously didn't have a dog when I was living in the dorm. But by the time I was getting ready to graduate, I was desperate to have a dog again. And so I think I mentioned on another podcast, I got my first puppy. I was sneaking her into the dorm for two weeks until I graduated. Um, and I mean, I was in school after that. I was getting my master's degree and working, uh, but had her. And you're exactly right. I kind of worked my schedule and still am doing that, right? Working my schedule so yeah. I can be home to let her out and and do that but like one of my very good friends growing up was a was and still is a big dog person and uh and she still doesn't have a dog of her own because she plays all kinds of sports and she's in the band and she travels a lot and she goes on trips and she's just like I am not home anywhere near enough and you know even when she's not working she's doing all kinds of social stuff she's like I would not have time to give the dog the attention that it needs which I think is like such a mature way to deal with it because I was like, oh, I'll just forsake everything for the dog. And she's like, I'm doing all this stuff and I wouldn't be around enough. So even though she loves dogs, she doesn't have one. Yeah, and, and I guess the, the travel is something you really can't, you don't want to have a dog and if you're traveling all the time. That, that is a legitimate issue. I mean, ideally, yeah. if you're around the house a lot and as a student you could be, but you don't have to be, then it's a good time to have a dog. Yeah, and it's not that you can't travel, but you got to think about how much you'd be boarding the dogs, and they don't usually like it all that much. But I don't know. I mean, like, I lived by my parents for a while, and so traveling was pretty easy because I'd just drop Hopper off with them. True. You know, it was an hour drive. It was fine. Um, but, yeah, I, it's sort of hard to remember that because, like, we are both kind of alone out here. Like, neither of us have family out here that we can... I mean, any family out here. So if it's like, oh, could someone watch the dogs? I'm sure some of you would volunteer. But basically the answer is like, no, there's no one that we can just like call up and, and be like, hey, we're, I mean, also we have five, but whatever, even if we had one, right? We, <laughs> we don't have a family out here. So that's, I mean, that's an important thing to think about, right? And there were a few times where like I got stuck places overnight and I had to like call my BFF Judith down the street and be like, could you please let the dogs out in the morning? And I felt super guilty for it. Um, so, you know, you just want to think about that. Like, they, they need a lot of attention. You don't want to leave them for more than eight hours, basically, because um, they start getting uncomfortable. So it means you can't spontaneously spend a night someplace else. And so, but yeah, I mean, once you feel like your life is in a place where you're consistently going to be around and able to give them the love and attention that they deserve, I think it's fine. And I think you can do it when you're a student, and you can do it when you're a professional, and you can do it not. But, you know, what yeah. did Elizabeth Warren, they just got a new golden retriever puppy, right? That's her? Yeah, She's Sen a, Senator Warren. Yeah. Senator Elizabeth Warren, um, they got a golden retriever puppy. And she was like, you know, we had lost our golden a few years ago. And, you know, it was just like, I'm so busy. I'm doing all this stuff. And we got a new puppy. And... He was telling my husband, like, how are we going to do this? And he says, the heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> I think that was romantic. his answer. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's such a good answer. And it's like, if, if you really want a dog and you just feel like you're, you have a hole in your heart because you don't have one, then get one and just you commit to find a way to give the dog the attention it needs. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about the support network of friends and family and things. Because we, like, don't have that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, But that's that's a big help. But we, you know, uh, the alternative is to spend money on it, right? And you have a dog walker and you have kennels and things like that. Yeah. So you can do either. Yep. And we take good advantage. 
of the dog walkers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, usually, like, I, I obviously travel all the time, which you guys know, but, and GR Dad's here most of the time, but, like, if I'm gone for those full days, GR Dad works all day, and so we have the dog walkers come in in the middle of the day. You may have friends who are willing to stop in and, you know, do that if you have to have a lot of long days. Or before I had GR Dad in my life, there's a, uh, a doggy daycare right by the university, and, it, and I would take Hops there. Hops went there, and I think Vink went a little bit. So if I, there were some days where I had to be on campus for like 12 hours. And so I would just drop them off in the morning and, you know, it was money. I think it was 50 bucks for the two of them total for the day. And I'd pick them up at like 9 p.m. They would be exhausted. They'd get dinner there. They loved it. Like they thought that was the best thing. And so, you know, there's stuff that you can do even if you're busy to, if you've got money or people. Yeah. And in the U.S., I mean, there's. It's such a business now of taking care of pets. Yeah, I yeah. don't know how it is in Amsterdam yet, but I think it's probably going to come everywhere where it's more options. Yep. If you get a pic- if you get a new dog, send us a picture. Yep. All right. Next question. Hello, I am Annabelle from Bielefeld, Germany, and I'm wondering why is Maggie the spokesdog of the dog council? Does that mean that she's the alpha dog, or are all the dogs equal? Oh, this is good. So, more from Germany. Yep, good question. And then, yes, I, I'm still amazed that anyone else, that's probably anyone, is <laughs> watching our dogs. That's great. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. Uh, Maggie is, so there's no alpha dog. This is a question we get a lot. Like, who's the alpha? There's yeah. totally not one. All five dogs are submissive. And I don't know if it matters if they're girls or if they're goldens, but that has worked out. None of them assert themselves. Venkman kind of weasels herself to the front sometimes when she wants to be, but it doesn't, it's not aggressive. It's just sneaky. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you see it like when Venk plays with Queso, she goes up, she throws the butt attack, and then she throws herself onto the floor on her back and is like, you can attack me from down here. But like Hopper too. So Hops and Venk will both be like on their backs next to each other, chomping <laughs> on each other's faces. Yeah. Uh, so we have no alphas in the pack. Now, Kay, my previous dog, was totally an alpha dog. Like she was kind of dominant and it didn't cause any problems with Pi, her kind of sister in the household, but uh, she definitely was more of an alpha. All of all five of these are submissive, which is great. Um, Maggie's the spokes dog. I'm going to ruin a little bit of the magic here. A lot of the ways that I get pictures of all of them is that I have snacks. So I will, <laughs> I'll be like, all right, everybody. Come outside for a picture. I've got the jar of snacks. We, we can retweet the picture one day of GR mom standing on the couch with with a snack, <laughs> trying to get enough distance between herself and the camera lens to get all five dogs in there. Yeah, we've got like a side by side. Like I'm taking, you have my picture of all five dogs looking up at me and you have GR dad taking a picture of me. Yeah, standing on the, like the arm of the couch, like way up high to try to get the picture. Uh, I'll find that. I'll put a link in the description. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't, always have snacks but a lot of times if especially if they're distracted i'll have snacks and maggie is the most food driven of the group like she she's hungry all the time no matter how much she eats and so she would just push her way to the front because she wants the first snack and so in the picture she always looks kind of like the spokes dog because she's like out in front of everybody else like standing there alert paying attention but it's really because she just wants the snack. Yeah, and we don't think of the spokes dog as the president or the leader. More like 
she collects everyone else's opinions and and relays the information. It's much more clerical, you know, and and administrative than than leadery. We have kind of an inside joke where we're like, Maggie, <laughs> have you finished your reports yet? As spokes donkey responsible for the reports, and then she kind of gives us this look, and we're like, she's still behind on her report. She's paperwork. six months late. She sucks at the paperwork. <laughs> she, that's really her only job as spokes dog. And she has no idea what we're saying, but we have like disappointed conversations about her and the reports in her paperwork. It's been since her. December, Maggie. <laughs> We're never getting that paperwork. Uh, so that's it. We just call her Spokesdog because in so many pictures, and in his less now, Queso kind of does this now too. She pushes her way forward because Queso just does whatever the hell she wants. And, she, and she's discovered she loves snacks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Maggie would always push herself to the front and, and look like she was kind of the leader of the group. So he's just started to call her Spokesdog. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's probably the most skittish of the group, actually. Like, none of them are an alpha, but she might be the most submissive of everyone. Like, if anything weird happens, like, she's the first one to kind of hide or throw herself down. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not a position of dominance. She's serving everyone else. Yeah. All right. Last recorded question. Hi, I'm Vicky from Switzerland. And my question is, how do you get the dogs in and out of the car? Do you have a ramp or something? Especially thinking about their joints. Love your content. Keep it going. Bye. From the German part of Switzerland, I'm pretty sure. That's not from the French part of Switzerland. Well, maybe she's just very good at English from all parts of Switzerland. Uh, all of our non-English-speaking listeners are very good at English, but I, I sense some German in her Swiss yeah, accent. Yeah, I'm not going to jump to any conclusions. We, we love the Germans. And uh, the Swiss. German speakers. I like yes. the Swiss, too. Uh, we love the Swiss. <laughs> you know, one of the great things about Switzerland... I, what is one of the great things about the Switzerland? I mean, the flag's a big plus. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, okay, how do we get the dogs in and out of the car? And and it's a very good point about the joints, especially with the old old ones we have. Literally none of the dogs can get in the car by themselves. Up until recently, Maggie was the only one who would get herself in the car by herself. Hops, I think, is probably capable. She's kind of she, lazy. She's lazy. Um, so Hobbs will put her front legs up, and I have to boost her back legs. Vink, uh, everybody else gets picked up and put in the car. Uh, we did buy a ramp last year. I think then. before we went to the Keys, I was like, we're going to have to get a ramp so they can get in and out. And no one wanted anything to do with that <laughs> ramp. Like, I tried. I'm like, let's just put the ramp on the ground flat and just get them to stand on it. <laughs> no one would stand on it. I'd put treats on it or like just walk over the ramp. No. Like they're like, I don't know what this is. It is an instrument of the devil. I want nothing to do with it. Yeah, so the ramp actually made it harder for us to lift the dogs in the car. Yeah. Uh, so the, yeah, the ramp was a complete fail. I think we've tried steps too. Didn't we try steps? Oh, steps for the bed, I guess. Even the steps for the bed didn't work. No, they don't want any of that stuff. The, the backyard ramp, even the backyard ramp, which you guys see on the snaps all the time, like I had made other versions of the ramp and they would go down like the eight inches of stair that was showing. So the ramp is so big now because it has to cover the full width of the back steps. Otherwise they'd tiptoe next to otherwise like a dancer. They'd avoid the ramp and would go down the steps. Even though they'd like slip and everything, the ramp freaked them out. So I just had to make the only option the ramp. Um, so yeah, the ramp doesn't work for the car and yeah, I mean, basically we just pick them up and put them in. Yeah. I mean, I guess if, 
if it were an emergency, if we couldn't pick them up or there were other non-options, we could probably train them or find something, use a giant ramp or something for the car. But we haven't, it would take a month and it, we haven't done it. Yeah, like if we both were like old people and not strong enough where we could lift them because they all weigh about, so Jasmine, Maggie, and Vink all weigh about 67 pounds. Pounds. Um, U.S. pounds. <laughs> I think all pounds are the same. Is a pound in Britain way different than American? No. A pound in Germany is exactly 500 grams. In everywhere else, it's 454. Grams. Wait, really? Yeah. I had no idea that the this German is a thing. German pound is half a kilo. Huh. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so the pound here is a little bit different than the pfund in German. Well, ours is the right one. Well, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not judging. Dear dad and I, by the way, like when we started dating, <laughs> we had an ongoing like two-year battle over how much a ton was. Oh, yeah. A, or And how you spelled it, like a T-O-N, which Long is how... ton, ton. I mean... We, we were like looking up all kinds of no, stuff. No, a ton... I mean, for a ton is a thousand kilos. There's no It's 2,000 pounds. All you guys do is just weird. Everything else is weird. Whatever. Anyway. That's a short ton. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the three smaller ones all weigh about 67. A hopper weighs, I think, 83... I have no idea what case it weighs. She wants nothing to do with the scale. Probably in the 90s. She probably weighs about 90, hmm. I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a lot of weight to lift. And uh, Tell the story of putting case on Oh my God. <laughs> so, in, so part of the problem with this is, uh, all right, so there's two ways that the dogs can ride in the car. They can ride in the back seat. Or they can ride in the cargo area. So the cargo area is super easy to get them into, or at least relatively, because the window opens up and then the gate opens. And so the whole space is open and you just kind of lift them up and put them in there. And I do have a dog bed in and the it's back. It's a wide space to put them in. Yeah, it's a, it's a good space. Case was terrified of riding in the cargo area. Like she shakes with fear, where if you put her in the back seat, she's fine. And so... All right, I'm going to put her in the back seat. I don't want her to be freaked out. So and you have a hammock too. Yeah, the back seat has a, a hammock and it's like seat belted in. So uh, the whole back seat's covered and the the kind of wheel or the footwells are covered too with the hammock because it connects to the headrests of the front seats. So if I like stop fast, they can't fall into the well. There's It's like covered all the way. So, all right. So Queso eats the foreign object in July. She has her surgery I'm bringing her home from the hospital at some point. And I'm like, all right, I got to put her in the car. Full fur boots and scar and... and Big, everything. like, healing incision, really sensitive and, like, swollen. Her And it's for her whole belly. I mean, from her sternum all the way down her belly, she has this incision. So normally when I pick them up to put them in the car, I mean, the typical way Kesa would get in is that she'll put her front paws up usually not all the way on the seat, but part way up. And then I kind of grab her uh, behind her legs and lift to put her in. But she couldn't put her front legs up with the, uh, with the after the surgery. She, like, she was weak and she was tired and she couldn't do it. So I had to lift her whole 90-pound body up, which is really heavy. And I'm pretty strong, but I don't have the strongest upper body. And you're kind of trying to stick her in a mailbox slot. Yeah, I, like, yeah. That, so it was very easy for me to get her in the cargo space because I could just lift her up and put her right onto the bed. Here, I have to lift her up, but then kind of slide her in. 
you know, like sideways. Yeah. For you. You know, because I, I got to pick up her front and her back and then place her into the back seat. And she wasn't holding her own weight up. So <laughs> I try to put her in front ways. And she kind of won't put her front feet down and stand and kind of walk herself in where then I can pass in her back end. And I was like, all right, I'll put her in butt first. And so that'll get like the main weight bearing part onto the seat. And then hopefully she'll stand up or so I can. You just had to pull her bit. back out, reverse, turn yourself around and then stick her back in. I mean, yeah, yeah. So I had to take it. Lifting, I tried yeah. to put her in front ways. That didn't work. So yeah, I took her back out, put her down, picked her up, turned around, put her butt in. Fine. I get her butt on the seat. And she's sitting her butt on the seat. She's not standing on her back legs. <laughs> she's not helping. And we have a hammock. Now, if I didn't have the hammock, this would have worked fine because there's leather seats in my car because that's what it came with. I didn't even pick that. I'd rather not have it, but whatever. They're slippery. If I didn't have the hammock, I could have just slid her butt <laughs> in. Rotated her around. And <laughs> put her in. But the hammock is, you know, it's fabric, and so you can't slide on the hammock, which is part of the point that you don't slide around. And so I'm trying to slide her back in without smooshing her incision or like lifting her belly or anything and she's not having it so i'm pushing and what happens is that she just flipped backwards her, so her front feet were out of the car and they flipped up over her head and she flipped onto her back with all four legs sticking up in the air so she was in she was in but i got her in by putting her butt down and then flipping her upside down onto her back and then i was like oh crap and she's like What's going on? <laughs> and I was like trying to turn her around to get her like at least laying on her side. So I'm like running around the car to the other side where now her head is and like trying to like turn it, running around to the side with the, where the butt is and like turn that around. It was, and I was like, uh, it was humiliating. It's like at the vet, right? So like people are like watching through the window. Judging. Oh my God, judging. And so I had to like, I was like, all right, you're just, you have to ride in the cargo area <laughs> until you get yourself back in there. Like, I, she got to ride home in the backseat, but it was the cargo area. She's probably that. a little doped up anyway and probably fine. She was, yeah. Uh, no, it was fine, and she didn't hurt anything. But, yeah, so if we were in situations like that more, we would definitely have to devise, like, a shoot. I think, like, a cattle shoot we'd have to have where they just oh. end up going up a ramp or something. I would build something clever. Like fences on either yeah, side? Yeah, yeah, so they couldn't escape. Uh, but for now, I just pick them all up and throw them into the back seat, and uh, I'm strong enough, and I lift with my legs, and it's fine. And of course, dear dad's strong. And you enough. do have most of them trained, where they'll they'll actually jump up halfway, put their feet on sort of the wheel well, and that makes it easier just to grab the butt and push it all up. Yep. Yeah. The yep. butt the butt lift is the pretty standard way yep. to do it. Um, but yeah, they're all pretty good with it because we not queso, but. The other ones, not so much. You sometimes carry hops, but all the other ones we carry up and down the stairs, not infrequently. Vank all the time. Vank gets carried up and down the stairs all the time, especially no, by down, dad. Only down, actually. Because up, she's oh. fine. It's. I feel like if she hurts her elbows going down. Jared dad will always carry Vank down the stairs if she's at the top He's of the stairs. He's my baby. He just picks her up and vinculates her down the stairs. She's my baby. And she just like hangs her little feet down there. She thinks it's fine. She's hurting her little elbows bumping down there. <laughs> we did, I mean, when she had all of her surgeries, we had to carry her all the time on the stairs. She wasn't allowed to do the stairs. And so she got really used to it. Um, but yeah, Maggie and Jasmine now, Maggie has something wrong with her back. And so she's having a hard time. And Jasmine has just slowed down i mean she's 12 she's almost 13 yeah and uh is that right is she almost 13 
Jasmine's bet worse up the stairs, though. She's okay going down. She just doesn't have this leg strength to push she, up. I yeah, think. she doesn't like going down as much. Uh, she gets stuck going up, though. She'll get halfway yeah. up and then have to stop. Um, yeah, she's just didn't used to be a problem, but she's gotten weaker. And so she, neither Maggie or, nor Jasmine like to be carried, but we do carry them sometimes up and down the stairs. So, yeah, when we go to Florida, there's an elevator at the house yeah. and so we'll be able to put them in the elevator if they can't handle the stairs this year wheelchairs and old dogs that's right old people and old dogs and groceries <laughs> uh <laughs> okay last one for this session hey jen this is shari from new york i don't have a question but i really just wanted to say thank you so much for your twitter posts and your snappies every day um, it really helps make my day happy. I lost my dog about a year ago, and just seeing how happy you all are, it just really lifts me up every day. Um, you know, go team Roasty. Um, but I just have to say thank you so much for what you do. Thanks, Sherry, for being part of Team Roasty. And uh, a bunch of you actually left comments like this, and Jared Ad and I were like, well, we don't just want to like pat ourselves on the back about how awesome we are, so we didn't put all that in there, but since Sherry just sent that one comment, I thought it'd be nice to just let us say thanks to all of you because uh, I started the Golden Ratio like Twitter page just after the election in 2016 when like everything on social media was like angry and terrible. And hurt, I mean, and hurt. And hurt. And it had been for a long time, right? But it was just like, it was this period where you would go on. And Twitter, I mean, especially, like, we're most active on Twitter, I think, both of us, and and just, like, wonder if you were going to read that the world has, was ending, and if not, that there was going to be some new horror, and also everybody yelling at each other. And it's like, I just wanted a corner of the internet that was not any of that, and was just, like, happy and pure and goodness and I was like well, I have four golden retrievers so I'm like basically 90% of the way there I just need a Twitter account and a camera um, and so it's sort of amazing I mean your dad was saying this with like how many people all over the place like watch our snaps and listen and like the pages and comment and it's sort of amazing to us how big it has become and uh, we really appreciate it too. Like it's great, especially when like we're dealing with stuff and you know, there will inevitably be more sorrows to deal with. We have three old dogs, right? So we know the reality of what that means. And, uh, you all have been like a wonderful support to us when we, like, especially like when Queso was in the hospital, I I'm still finding messages that like, I wasn't able to read because like we were so overwhelmed, but it was a huge help, actually, to just have all of these people supporting us and, and rooting for the girls and, like, really caring about what's going on. Yeah, it's really nice. And it's, I mean, a little encouragement will be enough for us to keep doing this. So that's great. It's yeah, we way, love doing it's it. It's way more than we need. But, so we'll keep doing it. And, uh, yeah, and and it's, uh, it's, it's nice that it helps people because we think the dogs are a nice respite from the real world if that's the real yeah. world right they don't care they're just gonna do their thing and they're they're you know being loving and supporting with each other and with us and that's great that's great and we do hear from a lot of people who like have lost their dogs or people who are like away at school and away from their dogs for the first time which i just remember 
was so hard for me. Like when I went to college and was like not with my dog maid, she was like my eighth grade suicide prevention dog that my parents got because I was like super depressed in middle school. And so they got me this dog and then I had to leave him when I went to college and it was so hard. So I like, I totally remember that struggle. And so being able to bring you like a little glimpse of what your futures may be like or what your... Or what your dog's doing right now. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> sleeping probably. On social media, of course, <laughs> sleeping or thinking about food, yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we are glad that we can share it. Like, I feel so lucky that, like, my life is actually this crazy, wonderful thing with all these dogs and, and like, it works and it's even, like, more awesome than I would imagine that it would be. Like, I'm five times as awesome yeah it's it's great and you know like there's hard parts of it and you guys see pretty much all of that except for picking up all the poop and uh <laughs> which is a daily chore um but yeah like you see what the whole thing is like and it's awesome and uh it's great to be able to like have that much joy and then be able to share it with other people it's pretty great yeah well it's just, this is not uh, a hard thing to do it's not a a chore it's fun yeah, yeah, we love sharing them with you. We love putting them up there, and uh, it's nice to hear that you guys like it too. So thanks. Yeah, we like all of you. Yeah, you're all amazing. Yep. Um, okay, so that's it for all the questions we have. Like I said, if you have some that you want, uh, just use like the little voice recorder app on your phone, and you can email us at thegoldenratio4 at gmail.com. And we loved doing this Q&A. It was like fun and easy and interesting. Um, and we may do a segment on it in future things, even if it's not a whole episode. Yeah, if we get a couple questions, yeah, yeah. we can always pop those in. Um, so, yeah, keep them coming if you have them. Do you have a German word of the week since Regina? Was it Regina? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she yeah. gave us one last she week. She was good. Uh, I'm thinking about Hundetzwinger. Ooh. Which just means dog kennel. But Zwinger is a good, good name, good yeah, word. Yeah, it is a good uh, word. To force someone to do something. Zwingerdich. Does it really? Yeah, yeah. So you're forcing the I think it's like dog restraint. Dog. I think it's an idea of restrain. Oh. Restraining them in a in a you know, area. That's kind of sad. Yeah, it sounds a little aggressive in German too. Yeah, use it in a sentence. Uh er hält seinen Hund tagsüber beim Hundezwinger und abends nimmt dann mit ins Haus. Well. Or Hundezwinger. I don't like it. Fair I mean, it's a fine word. Well, German's a tough language. <laughs> tough as in, like, brutal. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. So, yeah, we'll be back, hopefully, with no new dog crises, but a new podcast and topic for you next week. Thanks for listening. I'm Jen. It's your mom. Doing as always, but your dad. <laughs> okay. See you thank next you. week. Bye. Bye.